This podcast contains sexual themes and is intended for open-minded adults. If you are under the age of 18, you should stop listening now. You're listening to Sharing is Caring. In this podcast, we talk openly about our journey into the lifestyle, about opening our relationship and our lives to a whole new way of thinking. Come and share our our adventures into sex positivity and ethical non-monogamy. Hey everyone, welcome to episode three. I'm Kiwi. And I'm Sherry. Yay. So we've had some really great feedback from our listeners and other podcasters now that we're actually live with our episodes. So it's been great chatting with all of you and everyone's actually been really encouraging. Yeah. We've chatted to a few people online who actually we are pointed in the direction of the podcast, which leads on to our listener question, but we won't jump too far ahead. No, we won't. And before we start with the catch-up, um, I just wanted to to talk about something. I was listening to uh, yesterday's episode of uh, the BBC's uh, BBC Four Women's Hour, uh, the podcast, and they did a segment of a recent law change in the UK where the laws uh, surrounding porn showing so-called obscene acts has been relaxed. So um, I sent it to Kiwi because I knew he would be interested and... Uh, I was right. So can you tell us more about it, Kiwi? Yeah, so under the previous law, obscene acts or so-called obscene acts included things like female ejaculation, BDSM, face sitting, which in itself is absolutely crazy. So the major change is that the Crown Prosecution Service are no longer defining what is classified as an obscene act anymore. They've removed all examples from from the legislation. In a statement, they said, it is not for the CPS to decide what is considered good taste or objectionable. Instead, the guidance will give criteria which any potential objectionable material will be evaluated against. So the four main criteria are the likely audience is not under the age of 18. It's not otherwise linked with other criminality. No serious harm is caused, whether physical or otherwise. And... It features consenting adults where the provision of consent is made clear where consent may not easily be determined from the material itself. So the last point is the one which really matters. So I'll say it again. It features consenting adults where the provision of consent is made clear where consent may not easily be determined from the material itself. So that's not just a win because it allows people to produce and consume porn which reflects their identity and their desires and their individual kinks. But there was an interview with a self-identified performer and porn producer, Pandora Blake. And she was saying that it means that the mainstream porn producers will need to start showing the performers giving and even negotiating consent as part of the as part of the video. So this is already something which happens a lot in uh, the kink world and kink videos. It's something which is quite common to show. But at the moment, it's not really part of mainstream porn. Anyway, so I didn't want to spend the whole podcast talking about the social impact of consent and porn, so I'll stop now. It's a short 10-minute segment at the beginning of the episode with a bit of a debate. It's really worth listening to. Even if you aren't in the UK, it's worth checking out. I'll put the uh, podcast info into the show notes so you can have a look uh, once you finish listening. Yay! All right, so we've gone a bit of tangent there. Yeah, but it was worth mentioning. Yeah, definitely. We've been... Uh, been on a couple busy weeks actually yes we have this whole this whole year so far has been busy yeah it's definitely our year i would say (laughs) so i'll hand over to sherry to do the catch-up all right 
So last weekend we went to a social, yeah, um, meeting some um, Italian people we had previously met. I think last time we met them it was earlier in the year, and it was at a social from uh, KK, the website Killing Kittens, and they were part of the people coming f- from the website, and we exchanged numbers then, and um, they organized a social themselves outside of the website. Yeah, they've been trying to uh, send us messages and catch up with us for the last few weeks, but our agendas never seem to align. Yeah, except for this specific night last weekend. So we took the tube to go to that specific place they had organized the meetup at, which is close to their flat, actually. Yeah. And it was um, in an Italian restaurant. Very nice Italian restaurant. So it was supposed to be a social with six couples in total, things or seven couples. Mm. And when we arrived, no one else was there, which was a bit of putting. And um, so we wondered what it was about. It turns out that everyone was either late or had cancelled. And even the Italian couple organizing wasn't there. So for a minute, um, I was a bit unsure. I thought, oh, is that a trap? <laughs> <laughs> Are they are they pretending they're inviting other people, but <laughs> it's just going to be us? But then they arrived and um, turned out that really other people were invited, but um, were being flaky, as apparently it's often the case with uh, swingers. Yeah, seems that uh, every time there's a social organised or an event, there's at least two or three couples who cancel at the last minute. Yeah, which is not nice, but uh, that happens. Well, we've had to do it for ourselves. Yes, we have had to. Yeah, indeed. Anyway, so you couldn't remember what they looked like, could no, you? No, I couldn't remember them at all because it had been about three weeks since we'd met them and we only got to see them for about an hour at the social before we had to run away to go to... I went to Le Boudoir that night. Yeah. Yeah, I remembered, um, except that he had a beard the oh, first you, time we went. You remember everyone. You're like an elephant. <laughs> I just have a memory of faces, <laughs> not the names. <laughs> um, but um, so when they arrived, I knew it was it was them. Did you recognize them when they came in? Well, they were a attractive young couple walking into the Italian restaurant, whereas everyone else was in their fifties plus. <laughs> so I was, I was pretty I was pretty confident it was them. <laughs> yeah, it was them. Um, so yeah, we had a, a drink. They uh, seem to know the owner really well, the owner and the wait staff and everything. I wonder if the owners never know that they're in the lifestyle. Oh, and it's a regular place that they meet with people, so all the waiters <laughs> are looking at, who have they got tonight? Well, I don't think that's what would come to mind to people, usually. When they see a couple <laughs> meeting with another couple, they would just assume they're friends. Not that it's the first time they meet and they, they have actually met on the internet, on yeah. the swinging website. <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch. I don't think they recognised us at first either because we were sitting at a table on the edge of the room and they walked in and they'd obviously booked an area and they walked up and they sort of looked at the area and said, oh, no one's here yet. And then that's where I realised, oh, that must be them. So I stood up and said, oh, hey, and that's yeah. when they recognised us. Yeah, well, I, they probably expected us to go on um, to go and sit at the table that was reserved, but how, how are we to know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter then. We moved to that table and... We all had a drink together. Yep. Yeah. Initially, I had planned on not drinking because sometimes I want to, you know, 
not systematically drink when I'm out socializing, but I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we twisted your arm. Yes. Um, Everyone was getting apparel spritz and then you're like, no, I'll, I'll break the trend. I went for Prosecco. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Italian bubbly drink. Although not my favorite Italian bubbly drink. Anyway, that restaurant had something amazing. Oh, it. yes. Do you want to oh. talk about it? Because, so this is, this is yeah. the best part of the night, right? <laughs> the highlight of the night. Oh, yeah. So there's a table sitting behind us and they ordered their pasta and whatever. I mean, it's an Italian restaurant, right? You order pasta. Or pizza. Or pizza. And it came out. And when, when their food was coming out, they wheeled out this little trolley. It was actually quite a large trolley with a big wheel of parmesan on it. Very thick wheel. Yeah. Like very high. And they took a lid off the parmesan. Like it was a hard cheese. When I say a lid, it was just a cover for the cheese. And there's a little, cover, yeah. a little hollow in the middle of the cheese. And they bought the pasta straight out in the frying pan and tipped it straight into the uh, little hollow. The pasta was already hot and cooked at that point. Yep. It was steaming from the heat. And uh, the chef then just tossed the pasta around inside that hollow in, in the wheel of cheese. So all of the pasta got completely coated in cheese. Mm, it yeah. just looked absolutely amazing. And then they served it straight onto the plate. Nice, it looked so pasta. creamy, so nice. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we both got hungry, even though we had dinner before. It looked <laughs> so nice. Anyway, <laughs> that's a side note. We need to try this cheese and pasta thing yeah. from Italian restaurant. And, and the uh, Italian couple actually promised to make it for us next time. Yeah, but they, they didn't look Im impressed at all because I think that's a normal dish in Italy. But because <laughs> we had never seen it for us, it was like, oh my God, I want this. <laughs> <laughs> the dream. Yeah. Anyway, we had a drink, a drink with um, the couple. Yeah. and um, I think it started off a bit slow, the conversation, because I was a bit... I think I probably had my guard up more than normal because we were expecting there to be six couples and it was only one couple there. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay, what's happening here? Have they just invited us and no one else and then pretended that invited other people? <laughs> so I was, I was probably a bit more cagey than usual. Yes, you were. It was noticeable for me that you were. But I guess we also put our guard down because we realized that they were getting texts from people, mm. Uh, yeah. keeping them updated on their ETA or even cancelling. So it, it was, if it wasn't true, it, it was really believable. <laughs> <laughs> and I, th I think it was genuine. And it, they were really friendly and it was great conversation. So yeah. it didn't take long for us to relax and start socializing properly. No, yeah. I think they were, they were quite nice and um, approachable. Oh. And it turned out that the woman was doing uh, some pole dancing on her free time and that she was so into it that she actually owned a pole in her living room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was interesting. Sherry's eyes lit up when she found out about that. Yeah, very exciting. And she also kind of mentioned that she could show us what she can do on the pole or with the pole. What she can do with the pole. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that definitely piqued my interest and I thought um, that would be good to, to get another drink at their place. Especially <laughs> since they also had my favorite sparkling wine, which is an Italian Asti. It's a, a bit of a sweeter version of the Prosecco. And um, they had a, a free bottle at home and wanted to open it for me. Yeah, so when we went back to their place, they 
stuck it straight into the freezer, especially for you. Yeah. I was very excited about that too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. special. Yeah. So we, we finished our drinks and then walked five minutes to that place. Yeah. They had a really beautiful flat. I'm really it was jealous a really of nice it. Flat. I want their flat. <laughs> but anyway, we, we arrived and got some drinks and had a bit of a chat and stood around. And then um, she said, all right, I'm going to give you a bit of a pole show now. Yay. So she went off to her bedroom and got changed. And yeah, I didn't understand what she was doing, but... I just thought she vanished somewhere. I, I didn't understand that she would need to get changed that much. They would be a proper show. Oh, it was worth the wait, though. She, she wore big platform shoes. Yep. Um, Sexy lingerie underneath the nice dress. Yeah. And it was a, a short dress as well. It was not the kind of dress you necessarily would go out with. Yeah. So it was a good good show. Yeah. Right, do you want to describe what you saw, so, Kiwi? So we sat down and waited on the couch and uh, he set up the music turned down the light slow sexy atmosphere and then she came out all dressed in her lingerie and started off the show and it was all three of us sitting on the couch watching mm-hmm. and she really had the moves so we were sitting there cheering and whooping and whistling yeah. and the show was about five minutes long it was quite a long show yeah because it was a long song yeah uh, but it was um it was very impressive she was quite good at it she was really strong yeah and also gracious. Like yeah. She she had the moves. <laughs> <laughs> so after the show, she pulled Sherry up and started giving her a bit of a lesson on how to do pole dancing and how to... Yeah, that was so embarrassing, though. I felt, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing, which I didn't, to be honest. It was my first time. And um, I, I tried to learn, but it's not, it's not easy, if, especially after a couple of drinks and on the... <laughs> On an evening like that, when I hadn't planned on being sporty at all. I mean, not that kind of sport, at least. But you've done a lot of dancing in the past, so you're quite gracious and you can remember the moves. And you go to the gym regularly, so you're strong enough to be able to do things without just falling over. I think I did enough to show that I had maybe potential to oh, you definitely learn have more. Potential. <laughs> to learn more in terms of pole dancing. The only time you've done pole dancing in the past must be when we were in cap. At uh, Melrose, but yeah, that wasn't it's not really pole, pole dancing. dancing. It's That's just... dancing with the pole beside you. Yeah, it's being sexy with the pole. Yeah. That's not pole dancing. There's no lifting my body or anything like that. No. Anyway, so then then we all decided, you know, we're wearing a few too many clothes. So she, um, the other woman, she went halfway up the pole and sort of hung upside down and pulled her dress off. Oh yeah, that was of. sexy slid it off while she was upside down and threw it to the side yeah that was really hot and then she came down and gave you a bit of an encouragement to remove yours yeah i think i just removed my t-shirt and skirt at that point and ended up in my underwear yeah so then it was my turn so i jumped up and spun around (laughs) the pole and had some fun on the pole oh yeah that was funny (laughs) my sexy dancing (laughs) that was good (laughs) Her boyfriend didn't didn't try the pole. I think he's probably no. done it. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think from that moment on, things escalated quite things quickly. Things escalated. Oh, but they did, um, to get things started properly, 
We did. Ooh, uh, yes. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a tantric touching type thing where Sherry no stood violence? in. No, 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 that's, that's something that's a lame. <laughs> it's a lame TV show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I stood behind Sherry, and Sherry faced her, and then her husband stood behind her. Were they married? I don't know. Their partner stood behind her, and then everyone closed their eyes and. Just breathing and touching and exploring with hands. And a bit of massaging. A bit of massaging. I enjoyed that. And then her husband and I swapped sides. And then it was just a bit of still eyes closing and gently touching everyone. And mm-hmm. that quickly evolved into all sorts of shenanigans. Yeah. And having a pole in your living room for sex is amazing. Because I've got pads that go around the bottom of the pole. So it's like a bed with a with a big pole in the middle, which you can do all sorts of new positions. <laughs> yeah, and they, they seem to be used to using the pole for for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. They, they look like... I mean, they, they also commented at some point that having the pole was great for sex. So I, I, I think, especially when you've had lessons and you know how to lift your body with a pole, it must be great. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like a, a swinging... How do you call them? Um, a sex swing. A sex swing, except that, well, you use it differently, but it's a sex ball. It's a sex ball. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we definitely used it as well. Yeah. At some point, I had the leg around it, and yeah. So yeah, that was our that was our Saturday night. We ended up coming home at three in the morning, and both really wanting pasta. Oh, we were <laughs> craving pasta when we got home. Maybe it's to do with like seeing that wheel of cheese. Maybe it's to do with. No, not hanging out. No, no, it's it's the the wheel of cheese, the wheel of cheese and the pasta. Uh, we were both on the way home, thinking, "I want food." Yeah, I was checking Deliveroo and what's open at this time. What's going to deliver? And nothing was open. Oh, so we had to it. not have pasta and cheese when when we arrived home, but we both wanted it very much. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up having to eat all sorts of muesli bars and other things. So that's, that's our weekend in a nutshell, or our Saturday in a nutshell. So our next experience in the lifestyle, we went to Rio's. Yes. And Rio's is a naturist spa in London that I'd found. And on Saturday night is couples night. Woohoo! So it's generally, it is a naturist spa, but there's also um, private cabins. And when it's couples night, it's sort of a hybrid between people wanting to go there and actually be real naturists and relax and swingers. So there's not really much action that happens out in the out in the whole spa area. Uh, there's a little bit. Yeah. But it's not really full on open no. as you would find at no, it's not. a club or anything like that. So we... We decided we'd try that out and go there. It sounded quite seedy from the website, so we were a bit unsure, but we thought, you know what, we'll bite the bullet, we'll head along, we'll see how it is. If we don't like it, we can go home. Yeah, and um, I think it was a good thing, because if we had just um, listened to our first impression based on the website, we probably would never have gone. Yeah. But we've been so many times since then as well. (laughs) Probably half a dozen times at least. Yeah. So it's good. It's quite good. It's it's the sort of place which is 
worth going to because you want to be naked around other people and sit in a spa pool or a jacuzzi or some saunas or something like that and just relax and then you might meet some other people or you might not yeah i think half of the time we've been or more than half we've met people yeah most of the time sometimes we just ended up having sex together in one of the cabins yeah so it's always good also what's quite good about it is it's bring your own so it's quite a cheap night out i think it's about 25 or 28 quid for a couple entry and that's all you have to pay for for the night yeah you can bring your own bottle or and an uber home yeah um they also do biscuits and tea oh yes they have free squash and free biscuits and tea and stuff so you can have some snacks throughout the night yeah and be stay hydrated yeah because of the heat you know so that's in kentish town in london so we decided to go along and we went and we had no idea what to expect it really does look seedy it's an old looking building yeah and uh we sort of go in and it's a small entry room with a big security guard and then someone a woman sitting behind a big glass or a big pane of glass with mm-hmm. some holes in it so you can pay through it yeah and i get id'd half of the time i go there yeah get id'd get the bag searched make sure you're not bringing anything in which you shouldn't be mm-hmm. and then they give you your towels and go on through to get changed so when you walk in you're pretty much out into the the entrance way which has some head rise and things like that and then there's two changing rooms there's a woman's only changing room and a mixed changing room yeah so you went to the woman's only changing room yeah and i, I went did. to the uh mixed because i'm not a woman <laughs> and uh sort of just get naked wrap your towel around you if you want and then take a locker the lockers are one pound coin just deposit yeah and most people actually don't go fully naked like they keep their towel around themselves yeah most people when wrap they the walk towel around. around yeah and some people even wear bathing suits yeah it's not mandatory or lingerie. yeah so we we both got changed and we shared a locker the locker keys are on a rubber band a thick rubber band so you can wrap it around your ankle or up your arm or something so it doesn't get in the way and you don't have to carry it around yeah makes it convenient and then we go to the bar, give our bottles yep, to put be put in the fridge. The write your name on it. And they give you a glass of wine and a plastic cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we went and sat in the relaxing area. There's a chill out area which just has a whole lot of beach chairs in it. So beach lounges. And they were playing some old movie, I think. I think it's whatever is on TV, actually. Yeah, because they've been playing sport a couple of times. Yeah. In there. So we went and we sat down and sort of got used to the whole atmosphere. Got a bit self-conscious about being naked underneath that, that towel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get accustomed to being naked. Yeah. And have a have a drink. And then once we finished our glass of wine, we went up, got a top up and decided, right, we're going to go in and have a look around. Go in the water. Yeah. So the layout of the actual spa area is when you walk into the uh, first room, there's two jacuzzis and yeah. a plunge pool. And of plunge pool. <laughs> it's a tiny... No need, no need to mention it. No one ever uses it. Ah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> a plunge pool and two saunas and two steam rooms. Yep. And then as you go further along, there's a couple of different or two different shower rooms. And then it's in the outdoor smoking area. Yes. Um, if you turn left, when you you're halfway through that area... big, big jacuzzi. The big jacuzzi, which and must fit... 
Well, you probably could fit a good 50 people and they're like just, if everyone piled um, in. Yeah. <laughs> we usually, it's more like 10 couples maybe. Yeah, 10 couples, 15 couples in there. It's quite full, but it's never packed usually. If there's no room around the outside for people to sit down, then they go find other places. Yeah. And there's also a normal pool. And a normal pool. It's also bigger than the plunge pool. It's also cold. And that's where people do laps if they want or jump in. I usually don't see people there. Yeah, no, not often. It's usually when people have a few min- few too many drinks and want to do a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> and then behind that um, cold pool, the larger cold pool, is where you walk into a little hallway and there's lots of different cabins along there. There must be yeah. about eight, eight to ten different cabins. Yeah, different sizes. Yeah, most of them are tiny. It's enough for two as couples. in double bed size. Yeah, double bed or smaller place. Yeah, actually double, not queen size. Yeah. yeah, and then there's one which is larger. Yeah, which is probably one and a half times the size, maybe two times the size of the mm-hmm. others. Not huge, but mm. bigger if you want more people in there. Yeah, and then that loops around back into the smoking area. Yeah. So we uh, we had a look around, a walk around, familiarize ourselves. And went and sat down in one of the small jacuzzis and just admired the other people walking around and relaxed into being naked around other people. (laughs) You like it. Yep. Sorry, just having a drink. (laughs) Uh, So we, we were sitting there and there was another couple in that pool who moved over a bit closer to us. Um, like where were they from? I can't remember where they were from. Brazil? There. Yeah, they were Brazilian. That's right. And we got chatting to them, and um, she was quite good looking. Yeah, she was. Um, but he was really not your type at all, was he? Nope. He, um, oh, he looked like the guy from 300. <laughs> and uh, so we, we started flirting a little bit, and... Well, me and her. Yeah. A little bit. It's not, I don't not think too you, much. Were, you were flirting with her. You were just chatting. Okay. So we were just chatting. And then uh, I feel her legs start to brush against mine a bit. And then her hand start to brush against mine and explore up my leg a bit. And uh, before I knew it, she was rubbing my cock under the water. So I sort of looked over at Sherry like... She's rubbing my cock. What do I do? Like, is that okay? <laughs> and you, you were like, "That's fine, I guess." Yeah, yeah, you were okay with that. Yeah. And I was sort of rubbing your leg and touching you a little bit, just to that you know I was still there and kissing you. And uh, so I started touching her a little bit under the water as well. But then uh, her partner wanted to start interacting a bit with you, and you really weren't interested at all. No, I wasn't keen. And he was he was a bit too forward. He sort of came over and started... He just grabbed my boob. Yeah, he grabbed your boob straight over away. The, over the water, he was like, he leaned forward, grabbed my boob. That was his first move. Go and straight grab the boob. And then he pinched your nipple. He went from oh, grabbing yeah. boob to pinching your nipple quite <laughs> hard. One go. And that really, I think, did it for you. Yep. I was really not having it. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay. So like, okay, it's probably time for us to shift out of this pool. <laughs> and uh, so we said, okay, we're shifting to another pool. And they said, oh, do you want to come to a cabin with us? Like straight away off that. Yeah. Like, we hadn't really spoken that much. 
and her and I touched her a bit and he'd he'd groped you yeah he had <laughs> and that was enough to go so for us we said ah oh, no thanks thanks but no thanks have fun we'll see you around and went to the big jacuzzi and we hung out in the big jacuzzi for a while yeah there was a lot to watch around yeah there's a lot to watch and there were quite a few couples coming and going and just also maybe doing a bit of stuff under the water so it was a it was interesting to look at. Yeah. And there were also a few couples who started to play in the in the main pool. Was it that night? Yeah, so that was um, the night with the really... Yeah, it was a really drunk guy that was there. And he started to play in the main pool with the um, 300 guy. The nipple-pinching 300 man. Really? Was it with him? Yeah. Oh. Well, when we say playing, I mean like... Like slap, splashing water. Horsing around. Yeah. <laughs> And he actually got on, people got on each other's shoulders and had a bit of a battle. Yeah, they did. And, I remember um, that. He also thought the person, the really drunk guy, actually thought that the 300 guy looked like he's from 300 as well. Because I remember him yelling out really loudly, this is Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> <laughs> so we were leaning on the side of the uh, big jacuzzi watching that happen. And uh, a couple that we'd seen that we thought, oh, they're quite good looking. They're young came across from the other side of the pool and was watching as well. Yeah. So and we decided we'd uh, say hello. It was the occasion to to start chatting. So I think I started by commenting on the people playing in the pool. Yeah. Because um, we hadn't had lots of experience approaching people and starting conversations in that sort of environment. Not at that point, no. And I thought just commenting on a random fact happening would be a good way to just start chatting. Yeah. And it worked. I just uh, mentioned something to the girl who was uh, good-looking, blonde, blue eyes. Very um, large, perky breasts, natural. Yeah. And uh, just pretty face. Um, so, yeah, I started conversation and then that was it. I had done what was needed to, to establish contact. <laughs> <laughs> First contact to be made. <laughs> So we started, we started chatting to them for about half an hour, almost an hour in the jacuzzi together. Yeah. And we got to know it them quite well. It was good contact, good, good chat. Yeah, good conversation, good uh, chemistry. Yeah. But they, they weren't swingers. They liked the idea of having sex in the same room as another couple and then maybe a little bit of interaction between the women. But so no more. Yeah. No more, yeah. And they, had they done it? Yeah, they'd done it once before. So after about an hour of talking, we decided, oh, let's all go to a little booth. Which we did. So we went to a little booth and it's hard work to find one, especially that time of night. <laughs> There's always a queue or you, you either queue or you stand down the opposite end and then hope that one of the couple which are tucked away became free. I think that's what happened. So we managed to get one reasonably quickly. Yeah. We didn't have to wait. And we got in and then, um, yeah, we all had sex next to each other that was quite hot and mm -hmm. she held your hand while we were having sex yeah didn't she yeah she did and strangely that enough that was i found it quite hot sometimes Just it's a small, hands. A small a small because contact. it was so, so much sexual tension that's just that little move made it i don't know it kind of satisfied whatever sexual tension there was in the air for me to <laughs> interact with them yeah, so after we finished 
having sex. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of hours later, oh man, those rooms are so small. They get so hot. They do. So we a few times had to open the door to let some cold air in. <laughs> and uh, I think it must have been after midnight by then. So Rio's is only couples night on Saturday until 12 a.m. And then it's open to everyone again. Yeah, it's like Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, when the clock strikes, strikes 12, it just changes. All the single men flood in because they know that there's couples in there. Yeah, and they're, they're really, really keen to, to see some girl action. Yep. Whether it's girl on girl or girl on man or them having action with girls. Because it's not single men in the lifestyle, it's just single men off the street who have been out drinking or whatever. Off the street, you make it sound like they just come off the street. They do, I mean, it's <laughs> it's an establishment there, like everyone knows it, so they're walking past and just pop in. Yeah, so anyway, you can lock your doors. So you open the door and everyone's still respectful enough, there is security around making sure that people keep in line, but there's people banging on the doors. Oh yeah, so much banging. As soon as it's past midnight, you can hear... Like the doors being uh, banged on, and someone sometimes like using a weird excuse saying it's security, but it's not yeah. security. It's just a guy wanted to see what's happening inside. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it definitely gets more sleazy after midnight. Yeah. So we decided after that to have a shower and head home. So we exchanged numbers, mm-hmm. and uh, they actually decided to give us a lift home. Which that was, was great. Really nice. Yeah. So we chatted to them all the way home. And that's the first, uh, the first couple that we've, I guess, become friends with. In the lifestyle, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're not technically in the lifestyle. No. But they're borderline enough they're to borderline, be in the lifestyle. Yeah. They're walking the fine line in between. <laughs> they're monogamish. Monogamish. <laughs> yeah, and it was nice meeting them and seeing them a few times after that. Yeah, yeah, we've had them over at our place a couple of times and we've met them when we've gone out to Rio's a couple of times. Yeah. It's good to have people we can confide in about our experiences. Yeah, it was really good when we got back from Capdagd to recount everything to them. Yeah, <laughs> it's always nice. It's this double life we have, but when we have couples, a couple of friends, which we can talk about, it's like it's not so much a, a secret life. It's a, it's just a life. Yeah. <laughs> when um, we first started out. We didn't really make that many friends or see many people again. We sort of just saw people for a night and then didn't get their number or didn't... If we did get their numbers, we didn't get in contact again. I think more and more lately, we've been trying to go to socials and we've been seeing the same people more regularly. Yeah. And I think it's really nice to build up that connection over time and actually get to know people. Because then you get to know what they like, what they dislike, and they get to know what you like and dislike. And it's you, feel, you actually build up some quite strong friendships quite quickly. I agree. And it's nicer. I think it's nicer to meet with people you already know. Um, you, you can of co- connect a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, on to our listener question. So this time we actually have one that has been submitted by a listener rather than going out and finding one from one of our friends. I've edited it slightly just to make it read a bit nicer for the podcast. Uh, so, And they've also requested that we mention their names. So Nicola Andy, you're world famous now. <laughs> All right, Sherry, I'll let you read out the question. Okay. We've been thinking about this for a while now. And both want it, and talking to you and your podcast has made us so much more confident to try it soon. 
I would love to know more about Kiwi's bike experiences when swinging. I am nervous about my bike curiosity being obvious or a problem as so often only the woman is expected to be bi in foursomes. First of all, thanks guys. Thank it's, you. It's, yeah, it's really great praise. It's good to hear you've actually found it useful. There's a few different parts to your question, so let me dissect that a bit. So first of all, I'll tackle the bit at the end where you mention it's only the woman who's expected to be bisexual in foursomes. It's very similar to the listener question from the first episode about are all women in the lifestyle bi? And there's not really an expectation. There shouldn't be an expectation about the woman in a foursome being bi unless she has said that up front. And it's very much the same with men. There's, there shouldn't be an expectation that a man is bisexual in a foursome and there shouldn't be an expectation that he isn't. What you should negotiate first, though, is whether or not people are so people understand what they're getting into so if you do want to have an interaction which is man on man bisexual it is something which is not very normal in the lifestyle it's not very common i shouldn't say not normal not very common in the lifestyle so that is something you want to discuss with the couple up front to find out how comfortable are they and is it something that they're actually interested in Personally, I should actually go back a couple episodes here because I don't think we covered that in episode one when we did our introductions. So, yes, I am bisexual, um, both myself and Sherry are bi, and I personally try and tell as many people as possible in the lifestyle. I try and make it as clear as possible and as casual as possible. Um, so I make a point of telling anyone that we meet whom there is a potential that we will play with actually no that's not even true i make a point of telling anyone the lifestyle whom we meet i think it's important to put it out there and just get people used to the the fact or get people used to the idea of meeting couples where the men are bisexual i mean more and more lately especially we've been meeting couples where the guy is actually bisexual or bi curious, but hasn't said anything until he finds out that I am. And it's because they don't feel confident telling people, whether that's because it's their own hang-ups on the idea, whether they've had bad experiences in the past. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but definitely I've found by telling people we end up getting what we want. So if we're open and honest about it, it turns out that a lot of people actually are open to the idea. I mean, we do play with a lot of heterosexual or couples. We do play with a lot of couples where the guy is straight and there's no interaction between the guy and I. And that's perfectly fine. I'm happy with that. Uh, but it doesn't mean just because I'm bi, I need to play with another guy. So in response to your question, I'd recommend putting it on your profile telling everyone who you meet and you'll probably find people who are interested in the same thing as you. And if there are people that have a problem with it, well, that's good. You're filtering out the people who aren't compatible early or the people who have a problem with it early. And those aren't necessarily the people you want to play with anyway. So thank you, Nicola and Andy, for your question. It was a really good one. I think... It's got such, or there's so much to talk about on that subject that we should do 
a whole episode dedicated to it. So if anyone listening does want to submit a question or just get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at Kiwi and Sherry. That's all one word. You can email us at kiwiandsherry at gmail.com. And you can find us on our website at www.sharingiscaringpodcast.com. I'll put all of our contact details on the show notes. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Sharing is Caring. Join us next time to continue our journey. And don't forget, sharing is caring. And we exchange number them then. Yeah. And we exchange number then. Exchange numbers then. Oh, sorry, it's going to be awful okay. editing. And we exchange number then. And uh, exchange numbers then. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>